Hey everyone, and welcome to the Dicks in the Back Row, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. My name is Max Healy, and along with me in Nashville is Derek Brady. How's it feel to not be in Stinky Cheese, Wisconsin, Derek? A lot warmer, a lot happier, a lot drunker. That's good. You're drunk right now? <laughs> not yet, not yet, but I'm working my way there, boys. Okay, okay good. We had, a, we had a special guest doing some, uh, some pre-podcast banter, Christopher Huff, and... Yeah, we knocked back. I'm looking at my table here. We're about, about five or six beers. So, should be a really annoying podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> and over in Boston, we have the sweater-loving red man himself, Tim again. How you doing, Timmy Slim Jim? I'm doing fantastic, guys. I actually went out and bought that sweater. <laughs> that exact sweater from the movie. I spent a lot of money on it, but I have it. It's mine now, so... Does it just, fit you? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm... Apparently, apparently, a large back then was made uh, as a medium is today, and, uh, <laughs> so it does not fit me. Well, for, fortunately, you're going to have the gun accuracy of Detective Mike, in which if you shoot 12 rounds at somebody, you're going to miss every single time. I've already tried, and it, it's the truth. It works. <laughs> I, can not, I can hit no one. I'm just like Chris Sarandon. <laughs> right. Tim was selectively unresponsive throughout the week, in which he would answer a group text with all the Dawson boys and Bill Dooley included, talking about sports, and then I'd send a separate text just to like the Dick group, being like, "Hey Tim, when can you do it this week?" And then it would be nothing. And then eventually got well, to the point that Tim just said, "I'm going to be honest, guys. This is the first movie I don't want to watch." <laughs> that's uh, that's the truth. Yes, I'm pretty excited that our Japanese listeners now know about the Dawsons and Bill Dooley. Yes. I mean, it's about that time. I mean, well, for, just for all of our um, all of, all of our Asian listeners, just anybody who's been listening beforehand too, just at home, if you can't hear just the usual torrential downpour of rain and police sirens in the background, it's uh, because our residential legal correspondent Mike Preble can't be with us this week. And uh, if you listened to our post show last week, you would know that he was gunned down like Swayze and Ghost. Uh, but we'll see if he can uh, make it next week. R.I.P. Prebs. But fortunately... He's going to pull some voodoo out of his hat like Chucky and uh, come back from the grave, so... <laughs> Indeed. And fortunately for Mr. Preble, too, he didn't have to be subjected to the movie that we're going to watch this week, or we did watch this week, which is The Bride, I may, Chucky. I may be in the, in the vast minority here. This movie was so bad, it was good. Well, we're going to get was, into that. Yeah, it was like kind of funny along the way, but... Definitely funnier. The movie that we did watch, though, before uh, Drunken Derek, who isn't drunk yet, uh, interrupted me, is The Bride of Chucky from 1998, directed by Ronnie Wu, starring hey, another... Was... God damn it. This is the same year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Go Broncos. Yay, 20 years ago, UT won, too. There we go. Yep, Let's go Broncos. Other things go, go when balls. we were in our single digits of birth. Okay. Um, starring... <laughs> <laughs> Starring another uh, two Oscar nominees and Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany and Brad Dorf as Chucky. By the way, so Chucky is an Oscar-nominated actor. We didn't mention that last week. Um, as well as Catherine Heigl, Nick Stable, and John Ritter. Derek, you can interrupt me now. It's good to see John Ritter doing well. Ooh. God knows he's not doing that great now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, God. <laughs> I say terrible things sometimes. 
repent for making fun of John Ritter. Repent. <laughs> Remember like that's... 2012 when Katherine Heigl was really popular? Boy, that sucked, didn't it? Yeah. Remember when Katherine Heigl was just that super attractive woman who just couldn't figure out how to get a good man? No. And she was a workaholic? No. Because she did like six movies like that. You no. don't you don't remember that? That's that's her career. That is Katherine Heigl. That's why I was weird Wait, to see her in this movie. I'm like, why don't you, you have success? You said super attractive. Career? You said super attractive. Yeah, she's good looking. She was okay. Well, I mean, she's she's attractive. I, she definitely got way more attractive than she was in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Okay. All right. Did oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Max seems a little skeptical here. So I was going to say you think... that Katherine Heigl in this movie looks better than she did 10 years later. Like, she had an extra, like, probably 10 pounds on her, but the weight was all in the right places. I thought she looked good. Like like her jowls? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the jowls. That's not the right Listen. place. Uh, well, yeah, that's where I saw those 10 pounds. Well, you weren't looking below, but anyway. So let's just dive right into this fucking movie, yeah? Let's dive in. Well, I'm going to do a little, uh, I'll do a little background too, because I did watch the second Chucky movie after we watched the first one last week, and the second one was better, and from all the Chucky movies I've seen, the second one's probably the best one. Um, The third one came out nine months after the second one, but it took place eight years later, which was in 1998, (laughs) so then this movie... When this movie was shot... Yes, so this is the thing that's weird, because first movie came out in 88, the second movie came out in like 90, and then the second, the third movie came out like nine months after that, and they said, they made it eight months, or yeah, eight years later, and uh, it was Andy again for all three of those movies, and he's just still trying to kill Andy. He's still trying to kill Andy, and he's at like a cadet school, because he's a psycho, and he couldn't get out of his foster, like his foster houses anymore, so they sent like military school, and Chucky comes back again. And then, uh, so can I ask why he was in a foster home? Because his mom went crazy. His mom went crazy. After his the dad came movie. back. Oh, um, man, that'll always do it, you know? <laughs> that'll do it. And then uh, the third movie pretty much ends with Chucky just getting, like, machine gunned to death by a bunch of, like, cadet, uh, cadets and cops. So that's why he's Max. in pieces in this movie. <laughs> the start. Max, I'm concerned about your marriage. If you've gone through a fucking... Chucky marathon with your wife in the last week. I think that's a sign of a solid marriage. <laughs> if they can sit there together and watch the entire Chucky, the, the entire Chucky series, and not really just like question their entire existence, I think that's a sign of a great marriage. Not just walk into a car afterwards. Right, right, exactly. Oh, we'll get to that later. Oh, that's gonna happen too. <laughs> so this is the little things of all the um. You know, maybe the one or two fans that are going to be listening to this who've actually watched all these movies. So, I did the research. This movie also takes place in 1998, since it is 1998. It's a month later. (laughs) So, uh, the movie opens up with the cop going through a police evidence locker to get the remains of Chucky. And uh, this evidence locker is also like the national history of serial killers, because on the shelves they have the Jason and Mike Myers masks, uh, the Leatherface Chainsaw from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then they also have Freddy Krueger's glove. Yeah, which makes no fucking sense. Because all of these crimes take place in different geographical regions of the U.S. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this should be in a vault in the FBI. (laughs) This is the greatest police force in human recorded history. Right, it's a small town America, but they have all this shit. It's crazy. (laughs) No, like, I mean, these five pieces of evidence have killed, like, at least 500 people. Like, they should do a movie about this local police station. Yeah, 
I mean, American heroes. Absolutely. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this cop's on the phone with this sultry voice telling her to, you know, he's telling her to just make sure that you bring all of his money or his money. And uh, he's just so hyper-focused on this trash bag that's in the front seat with him that he almost crashes into an 18-wheeler. Wonder what's in there. Mm, what could be in there? And who's he talking to? Oh. Well, it's Jennifer Tilly with her massively pushed-up tits who lights up a cigarette and then uh, sneaks up and murders this cop with a nail file or a knife and then takes Chucky out of the bag. Yeah. Before we get too deep into this movie, I would like to ask you all's opinion on which was worse, Jennifer Tilly's acting or Jennifer Tilly's voice? Well, Jennifer Tilly's voice is sort of something she can't help. So I'll... <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about Jennifer Tilly's right bro- right boob with the temporary tattoo being plastered on it? I think it fits big into fan. her living in a trailer. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> you don't want to know what Oscar I never put together, Jennifer though? Tilly. Jennifer Tilly's Oscar nominated? Tell, yes. tell me which movie she got nominated for. For this movie? <laughs> yes. Wait, what? No. Jesus. What movie so did she get movie? Oscar nominated for? I'm Googling it because I don't know. Hold on. Bullets Over Broadway. So, Jennifer Tilly was nominated in 1995 for Bullets Over Broadway. Well, we know what our next movie is now. It's a Woody Allen movie. It's a... Oh, okay, okay. I think I've I think I've heard of this one now. I have not. Go Broncos. Good talk, guys. So, <laughs> one thing I will say that I didn't put together until watching this movie, Jennifer Tilly is Bonnie's voice in Family Guy, right? No. I don't think you're right on that one. No. I'm I'm almost positive. Hold uh, on. I'm looking it up. Bonnie Swanson. Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. yeah, it is Bonnie. Bonnie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. You are <laughs> right, Tim. I am My the bad. winner. I am the winner. Bow down to bow down before your master. <laughs> <laughs> the all-knowing Jennifer Tilly voice master. Right. We are 42 minutes in, and we're on the first fucking scene. We're not 42 minutes in, so we were talking for a good 35 minutes about <laughs> nonsense before we started this podcast. I was talking about from when I started recording. Hi, Chris. <laughs> anyway, so oh, we haven't even shit. gone into the actual intro of this movie yet because they, you get some super sweet music by Rob Zombie. And uh, the credits start rolling and oh. Jennifer Tully is just sewing Chucky back together while there's just a shit ton of thunder and lightning going on. And then you cut to a doorbell ringing and you meet John Ritter with his... Uh, slicked back hair and police chief uniform which was uh, kind of weird to see him in this movie apparently he's just like lounging around his house in his full police uniform just judging because uh his niece's gay boyfriend shows up to uh, pick her <laughs> yes. up yes uh, it took and, me about uh, three seconds to know that, that guy was gay well this boyfriend's throwing a bunch of red flags for john ritter and uh this briefly just turns into an episode of eight, eight simple rules for dating my teenage yeah. daughter it would have been much better with Kaylee Cuoco. So I feel like if this kid, because the the character, the gay character, he's apparently going to go to the, the Princeton Theater School. Don't you think he could come up with like a better story to convince John Ritter that he's not gay and this is all all is in some elaborate ruse so that um, uh, Catherine Heichel can go get impregnated in the woods? <laughs> the dynamic doesn't make sense because John Ritter's like super possessive and like doesn't want any boys around her, like around his niece. So, like, why would you be mad about a gay dude taking your yeah. your niece out? Like, wouldn't that be, like, the best-case scenario for you if you don't want anybody fucking your niece? Well, I think he I think he knew she was, he she didn't. was you know, mm. finagling him there. But pretty much the way the convo goes, which is he's just like, so you're going to Princeton, huh? Like, what's your major? It's like, theater arts. 
It's like, oh, no, like, you, no, no, no. It, yeah. And then he goes like, oh, but you got a, uh, you're on a full hockey scholarship, right? No. Figure skating. It's figure skating. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. boy. Like, stereo- stereotypical gay comment, stereotypical gay comment. Right. How did your wife feel about this, Max, being a theater person? Um, I mean, pretty much all the guys who do theater are gay, so, I mean, I don't think she even batted an eye. Okay, cool. Yeah, she didn't care. Neat. But then uh, you do meet Jade, played by Katherine Heigl. Also weird to see her in this movie as well. Very weird. Yeah, when I saw the cast, I was pretty taken back. Wait, what? Right, yeah. Catherine Heigl. Wait, the fuck out and here. John Ritter. John Ritter. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> America's America's non-rapist dad. In this steaming pile of shit. Yeah. So the gay boyfriend really isn't her boyfriend. He's a cover just for her real bad boy boyfriend who's just waiting in the back seat. And then oh, right oh. after that, a cop car pulls over um, all of them because John Ritter has, you know, he's just the super possessive uncle, and he had them tailed. And then you got this cop who just pulls him over going, gotcha. <laughs> and and that's the point you get to see that the boyfriend is wearing Jim Carrey's suit from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Another Jennifer Tilly movie. Oh, no. <laughs> never mind. No, that's... That's uh, that's not Jennifer Tilly. I don't know what her that's, name is. That's, that's Liar Liar. God damn it. Oh, yeah. That is Liar Liar. Dude. That, like, I think that scene in Liar Liar or Jennifer Tilly's, like, trying to mount Jim Carrey, I think that one, like, brought me into puberty. That broke the game <laughs> back, you know what I mean? Okay. Mommy, who is this Jennifer Tilly? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I got a weird thing in my pants now. I, I like feel funny. Now. Oh, a gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Jennifer Tilly, so she's reading uh, Voodoo for Dummies, uh, to which I just out loud just went, ha ha. And then, you know, she's got uh, Chucky yeah, around this, uh, pen- what is it, pentacle? Is that how you say it? Is that what it is? Pentecostal. Pentagram. 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 That's right, yeah. Pentagram. So you Come on, heard. don't you guys worship Satan? <laughs> I gave it up a few years ago, you know what I mean? Well, uh, about College, this, am I right? About this pentagram, side note. So, um, I don't think Tim even knows about this. Uh, me and Bill Dooley were, were in a uh, high school movie where Bill is in the same position as Chucky during this scene. I did not know about this, and I think we need to do a podcast on this. I have the DVD still at home at my parents' house. I think that's borderline well, erotic. I think we're doing a a special guest edition with Bill Dooley, and we're going to review this movie. Who wrote this voodoo? Book, Might review by the, the way. podcast, Bill, because it's like an entrapment test, just to see. Like it's just going to get you on a watch list. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Who, who's going to books a million? Going, hey. Can I get it? You have voodoo for dummies? An idiot's guide to voodoo? Yeah. 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 Hilarious. Hilarious. It's just, it's just like a lame, it's a lame, like, attempt at a joke that I think a lot of people saw and were like, oh, yeah, I, uh-huh. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And then they were just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's not really that funny, so. Well, then, but, and then I thought it was pretty funny that, you know, Jennifer Tilly, ex- like, recites this voodoo ritual and that Jennifer Tilly can't execute a complex voodoo conjuring appropriately, as it <laughs> seems in the beginning of the movie. Pretty blown away by that fact. <laughs> in my notes, I wrote down, at this point, Jennifer Tilly's tits are the true possession. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't care less about what was going on. I don't know if y'all noticed this, this. I don't know if y'all noticed this later. Jennifer Tilly's little temporary tattoo on her, on her like right tit or whatever it was. It transitions to when the doll she possesses, that little same tattoo is on her right tit again. As a doll. 
I was like, what is happening? Spoilers, yeah. bro. You don't know that yet. <laughs> Sorry that I ruined this American classic. <laughs> you ruined That's it. That's a good point. Well, let's get the yeah. point where Alexis Arquette walks yes. into the, the trailer. Yeah, so this is when the real horror show happens, in which Alexis Arquette knocks on Jennifer Tilly's door and starts bragging about this dude that he killed, and you know he has a picture to prove it, but he really doesn't. That might be the worst acted scene I've seen in the last ten years of my life. It was so, so fucking bad. When he came into the scene, I first went. Nikki was Nikki didn't finish this movie, by the way. She watched the first like fifteen minutes and then she left. Not but, surprised. No, but I, at this point, when he when uh, Alexis Arquette came in, I went to her. I'm like, this looks like the Boy George character from The Wedding Singer, and oh, but it, was, it but is. Worse. But, yeah, uh, dude, uh, like Boy George character from The Wedding Singer, but like on like a on like a twelve year like heroin bender. meth bender yeah, like with with the worst tattoos in human recorded history oh my god i like i felt uncomfortable like it it just was uncomfortable what like looking at that person and i've never i've never seen so like yeah. there there are gay actors but i've never seen a gay actor that could not act like he was into women at all and it's, that's what Alexis Arquette was all about. It's because Alexis Arquette eventually be, was is a transgender and eventually right, became right. A, yeah, but it's kind of oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. So so like made the transition was a full on man and then became a woman or yeah yeah yes. The, 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 her the name in the in the credits for this was Alexis. Yeah, it was. So I, guess, I think that's the transition why I was so confused. Yeah, yeah no, the whole it, thing's kind of confusing. I think it's probably in the middle of the transition. Alexis was much better in the wedding singer though. This is not so much. No, this was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so Jennifer Tilly's just scolding Boy George because his picture's fake. And uh, when she turns around, oh my God, Chucky's not on the thing anymore. Pentagram. <laughs> you never killed anyone, did you? You pathetic worm. So here's a question I have for you guys, because I think this probably was established in earlier in an earlier movie. Jennifer Tilly is also a serial killer? She's introduced in this movie. Yeah, She's just she new. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Since and the first three movies came out within like twenty four months of each other. Yeah, no. Oh, this <laughs> is the first movie she's in. They just, yeah. just they're just yeah. like, well, here here she is with all this backstory. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I just don't think they ever they ever established that uh, Charlie what is it Charlie Lee Ray that mm-hmm. he ever had a uh, a lover. But this was the the first time. I think all of us assumed he was just homosexual. Um, but this is the first I didn't time he establishes sexuality. No, I'm joking. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> joking, Max. Which, by the way, speaking of sexuality, the, the best the best acting in this movie was Alexis Arquette acting like he or she was attracted to women. Yeah, because we're going to get into that right now. Because uh, yeah. Alexis you know, finds Chuck in the floor, takes him over the bed, and then pulls the whole Tony Goldwyn ghost move of just taking his shirt off. But... It didn't work for Tony Goldwyn. It's definitely not going to work for this guy. Gross. <laughs> so bad. It was so gross. And, and by the way, I, I noticed during that scene, I'm pretty sure like 75, at least 75% of Alexis Arquette's lines were 80 yard. I don't know if y'all saw that. Like, it just felt like they 80 yard every fucking thing they said. Nothing against Alexis Arquette, but I were, it just—it was so cringeworthy. I was just kind of oh, like looking bad. away during all these it scenes. Was it was so, so uncomfortable. It Tim, really was. It was it kinda, awkward. It, it made me. It just made me feel uncomfortable. Which I think might have been the point. And by the right. way, Tim, Tim watched this movie at work, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, on our smart board so everyone could watch it with me. I was like, hey, come on, gang. We're going to have a nice work, like a, a team new. building. Yeah, we're going to have a team building event in here. <laughs> what are you watching, let's wa- Tim? Let's watch this she-male with terrible tattoos, <laughs> like, a, like an octopus that leads down to his no longer genitals. I don't know. <laughs> let's find out. All right, so then Jennifer Tilly has a wardrobe change and starts doing a striptease in which uh, she somehow has more clothes on now. Right, that was yeah. hilarious, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 then, and there's nothing sexier than having a, a doll laying on top of you when you're preparing to enter a woman. <laughs> or at least you think you are. Ser- Anyway, she does a little uh, exposition edit about that it. out. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> she does a little, edit this whole podcast out. All right, so she does a little exposition about how uh, she was Chucky's girlfriend when he was alive, and how great he was in bed, and now his soul's stuck in this doll. To which uh, Boy George says, "You know, he ain't that big. You know, he ain't big enough to take care of a woman like you." And then Chucky does a whole exorcist twist and goes, "It's not the size that matters, asshole. It's what you do with it." And then it rips his fucking lip ring out. Yeah. Which, oh god, that was brutal. I don't yeah, that think, was really bad. I don't think Alexis Arquette suffocated. I think he bled out from that lip ring ripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't an inordinate amount of blood for that. I mean, it would definitely bleed. It wouldn't bleed like it was like a oh, pouring fucking like coronary artery. Sleep, it was a yeah. deep wound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, yeah, as he's just suffocating him with a pillow, and then he's also having just some small talk with uh, Tiffany at the same time, just going, "Hey, how's it been?" And then what right. might what might be the line of the movie? I'll kill anybody, but I'll only sleep with someone I love. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm looking through all my notes, and I see ten to fifteen lines of notes that are just quotes from this movie. Because this was such a quotable movie in the most ridiculous way. Let's see. Yeah, so then uh, Tiffany just then shows this uh, playpen that she made and how you know she still has a wedding ring that Chucky left the day that he was killed, which uh, makes Chucky laugh because he says that the ring was just from a rich woman that he killed right before he got shot, and he never planned on marrying her. And this pisses her uh, Tiffany off, and she then throws Chucky into this playpen and then locks it. Another great line. You mean you weren't going to ask me to marry you? What are you fucking nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I love too is that right before uh, Tiffany threw her, threw Chucky in the pen, she starts tickling his stomach, and then Chucky is just like giggling like an idiot. He's just <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. I just don't. I kind of don't get the like they're they're setting this up that they are like sexual lovers. Like they're they're like a couple, right? Like deranged obviously couple but then like every chance they get they take the opportunity to like make chucky into a child yeah i don't i don't kind of it just is like a weird it's like a weird little like back and forth between the yeah. two that doesn't really make sense or like contribute to anything yeah it's definitely a full on this movie with the serial killer doll yeah, yeah. agreed <laughs> yeah yeah the one flaw right guys <laughs> the one fatal flaw it's the only hole in this movie, not everything <laughs> right. else. Right. Guys, no holes in this movie. No holes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if only uh, John Milius could have directed this. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Tiffany's then crying in bed with uh, the guy that Chucky just killed. 
And this is specifically, I remember this scene when I was a kid. Like, I remember this movie when I was, like, nine, when it had just oh, come yeah. out on, like, stars, and it creeped me the fuck out. This, this, like, this whole sequence was weird. Like, she's laying in bed with this naked, dead, He's still tied slightly up. homosexual, tied-up man, and you've got the worst rendition of Pl- Patsy Cline's crazy playing in the background. Yeah. It was just, it's just fucking weird. That's a good call. Nikki did mention that too when we're watching. She's like, "I love this song. What are they doing?" That's right. a wonderful They're, song. It, it's yeah. just the like, worst this is fucking terrible. Rendition. Ever like the soundtrack in this movie. It, it, I love '90s rock, but the soundtrack in this movie was the worst that the '90s had to offer. It's essentially yeah. like the '90s version of EDM. Yeah, it's not good. The only actual like non-cover that they have in this whole thing is a Blondie song. To which I'm like, all right, well, which is probably Blondie's recorded. Fucking in uh, you're wrong there, Max, because they do a Rob Zombie song too. <laughs> <laughs> they do like three Rob Zombie songs. That's yeah, different. They aren't covers. It's a whole different animal. Ugh. So you're saying Rob Zombie didn't do the Patsy Cline song? Uh, no, it was it was crazy, a- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Crazy baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, cut to the next day, and Tiffany's a beefcake next door, Trailer Park High School neighbor, Jesse, is just cleaning his van, and she asks him to uh, lift his trunk into her car, which you then find out quickly is just this dead dude that she stuffed, and his, like, his hair and face are still like stuck out of the box. Did, did you guys realize, I mean, I didn't know when I was watching this movie that that was the same guy as the shithead that showed up at Catherine Heigl's house. Yeah, I knew that. I'd see, I oh, didn't, I didn't, really? No, yeah, I didn't know that either. The one that was yeah, in the back seat? It's yeah, that was the same guy in the, I didn't know in that the either. Jim Carrey suit. Yeah, I, I I put two and two together. I kind of figured they needed they needed some sort of link between these two. Yeah. That's the same you know. same dude. I, I didn't thought it was a plot hole. I saw him there and kinda of figured it all out when later in the movie, but yeah. Well I've never I've never really seen this movie all the way through and I'm never gonna watch it again, so I never would have noticed. So good call. Well, hey. <laughs> It's not often I get to tell you something, so welcome to the club. <laughs> but also, laugh out loud moment when you just hear Chucky inside the trailer just screaming for Tiffany. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, it's a little kid I'm babysitting. He's really right. mouthy. Tiffany, where sounds the like, fuck are you? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it's an company? And he says, have company? <laughs> no, it's, I'm babysitting a kid. He's got a mouth on him. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so, all right, uh, and then Derek, so, like, the next scene, I know you enjoyed this part, is that you got Chucky in this playpen, and, like, what's going on? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you cut to Chucky in this playpen, and you see him playing with blocks that say, kill Tiffany, now, <laughs> or whatever, and then it cuts to another child's play thing, it's like, how do you spell the word word woman? B-I-T-C-H. That's and not the, <laughs> and, and And the thing says, like, no, you're wrong. It's W O M A. And he goes, "That's what you think." <laughs> He's also says a bunch. He has a bunch of like drawings of just like horrific murder stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is an incredibly misogynistic movie. Yeah, just like, using the speak and spell. B I T C H. That's not the correct way to spell woman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put him in the kitchen, right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Clean those ditches. Dishes. <laughs> Oh, this is the oh, this that's is gonna be a incredibly misogynistic movie. Oh, yeah. Or then, uh, so after this, though, uh, Tiffany comes in, and she gives Chucky a bride doll, which also has that same engagement ring on it. 
uh, which Chucky then just uses immediately to break out of the playpen. And then when Tiffany's in the uh, the tub watching the Bride of Frankenstein, get it, guys? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do. Oh, okay. Chucky the, comes. The amount of like the amount of just like lazy callbacks to other oh, horror yeah. movies in this are just kind of it's kind of annoying. All the movies, like we all, get they it. All have them. It's kind of funny for a little while, and then yeah, it got really old really quickly. Well, it's it's more yeah. like a director like sort of like fondling themselves, being like, "I'm a big horror fan. Look at me. <laughs> like I'm gonna call back to all these." It's like, dude, shut the yeah. fuck up. Just do the yeah. movie. It's the I writer. Know. So the writer of this movie, he's written every single Chucky movie. Which all again, which again, I, I thought to myself, was the was the mouth like the mouthing for the doll not better in the first one than it was in this one? Similar to Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3. Like they I were actually enunciating words in the first one. This one, they didn't even fucking give a shit. They would just open its mouth like a damn puppeteer. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think, honestly, like the animatronics held up a lot better in the first one than they did in this one. Right. Which is right. bad. It was so a, bad. There's a lot of close-ups. He's like, look at all those scars. Look at how just edgy he looks. Well, like the other one before, it was like kind of cut scenes of him talking, and then they like finished the rest of the scene. Like, without showing Chucky. Right. right. Kind of beating around they were the bush. Sparing. He's a better director, too. That's why. Yeah. They were, like, sparing in their shots in one. You know what I mean? Because they knew that it, when they did need to do a Chucky shot, it was going to take them a long time to get it right. So, they, like, they took the time to get it right. And then they they didn't waste a lot of time doing, right. like, bad close-ups. But they, they did not have that same theory in this movie. All right. So, on to the part where Chucky throws a TV into a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. So, then Chucky just then just throws... Uh, the, Bride of, the Bride of Frankenstein movie, just immediately gone. So another, like, a little uh, side note, though. So she's watching Murder, she wrote, right before that. And um, as she's, like, clicking through the channels, all the actors that are on the screen are actors who've been in all the other child, plays, child play movies. Oh, that's that's a cool little piece of trivia. I did not know that. Yep. I did not know that. It's nice. It's nice. It's cool. This is when we would need Preble to go, oh. <laughs> Preble to moan oddly. <laughs> nothing, nothing like Preble moaning oddly sexually in the mic. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right. So then Chucky does this uh, familiar voodoo shit and transfers uh, her into this bride doll while they just have several doll puns. And then uh, Chucky then tells Tiffany that the only way that she'll be able to get into another body is just by going with him to his uh, his grave in New Jersey. Where he's uh, buried with an am- amulet? Is that what it is? Amulet. Amulet. Amulet, yeah. Which is pretty much, I guess, the same thing as like a Horcrux in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the fourth movie in the series, so they just need to find some it's other a, An amulet excuse. basically is a fancy necklace. Okay. Side go. note, though. another. I don't know if you guys noticed, though. So when, uh, when Tiffany's reading the voodoo for Dummies book... He tells her to go to chapter 6, which is on yes, page 217. Yes, yes, it was chapter 11. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I had that in my notes. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is just lazy. Who's writing two separate chapters in the same page for this stupid fucking book? <laughs> I saw that I had a chapter 6 on page 217, and she opens up to page 217, and it's chapter 11. You know that they just had some intern who's like, you need to just do a cover of uh, Voodoo for Dummies. And the guy's like, I'm going to write the whole book. Literally the entire right. book. Ugh. Well, little do you know that I'm actually a voodoo master. <laughs> You're fired. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we never should have hired you. Oh, Jesus. 
Which again, I've got I've got to go back to another point. I've got to take a quick poll. We've taken a separate poll on this topic, but uh, whose facial expressions were better, Jennifer Tilly or Jennifer Tilly's doll? <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's doll. I didn't see a lot of Jennifer Tilly's face when she was a person. <laughs> that is true. So <laughs> I, I'm not. I didn't look into it, but I'm just guessing. That they had just as much uh, screen time for Jennifer Tilly in this movie as herself as they probably did for like the original Psycho, with uh, what's her face? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the chick that dies in the beginning. Yeah, the one who's um, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. It was like about a half an hour, and then she dies. Jennifer yeah. Lee, that's who it is, right? I think. I think so. Yeah. Nobody's listening to cool. this. Anyway. All right. So then you just get this montage of this bride doll who's just getting a bunch of makeup done, and then she just turns into this. Badass plastic doll bitch. <laughs> right. Yep. The That's... Jersey Shore of dolls. <laughs> the Snooky the Snooky of Cabbage Patch Kids. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know your surroundings. I mean they're trying to head to Jersey to get to this grave, so she's right, just it's fitting camouflage. in. Yeah. It's all good. Anyway, so uh after this Catherine Heigl's uh I had written down long lost boyfriend Jesse because I didn't know that that was the same dude. <laughs> so it was the same dude. I guess her reoccurring boyfriend, her existing boyfriend. Max, up. welcome to this podcast. <laughs> Shows how much I was paying attention during this. Um, and I had also written down because he has a picture of her in his trailer, which he's lamenting over. But again, I guess he has already been introduced in this movie. I had no idea. Great job by this movie by just you know having Sky in like the shade in the back of the seat that you don't really know. Yeah. Right in a in a weird suit, so you're, he's unrecognizable in any other clothes. I was just relating to like the 1990s teenage tropes of just like, oh, this is the one who got away, and now he's coming back. Like that's what I just assumed. And like the the douchebag boyfriend was going to come back at some point. Yeah, he did because he's the same that's dude. Lazy assessment. Anyway, well, he gets a call from Tiffany, the doll, saying that she'll give him 500 bucks to drop these two dolls off in in uh, New Jersey, and then uh, he'll get another 500 bucks once he gets there. And I did like during this when she's on the phone, Chucky's just giving like the jerk off motion while they're talking yeah. on the phone. <laughs> he does it like twice in this movie, right? Like he does it in the van so. later. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> this, like I feel like I feel like the Chucky doll in this movie was the dark, deep, horrible things that every sixteen-year-old boy thinks, or like a fifty-year-old Brad Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so this, I mean, this movie's fucking stupid, so I don't know if anything else happens in between this and Jesse picking up Katherine Heigl, but... I don't think it does, because the next thing I've got written down is a quote from the Chucky doll that says, I give him six months, three if she gains weight. <laughs> <laughs> Little yeah. does he know that Katherine Heigl loses weight. <laughs> it becomes uh, a doctor. Jesus right. Christ. This fucking movie is full of just just incredibly misogynistic (laughs) one-liners. And if I recognize that it's misogynistic, it's real (laughs) fucked up. Yeah, I was about to say, they're incredibly misogynistic one-liners that we're all doubling down on (laughs) by, by like, agreeing with them. That's right. That's not okay, Chucky. Yeah. (laughs) Where's Andy? Chucky says that bitch deserved to die. She had what's coming. <laughs> this is what happens when you do four of these. This is the it just gets Ugh. escalated to this point. Right, yeah. You only have one place to go. Stay in the kitchen, you fat bitch. Okay, this is enough <laughs> of these movies. I think we've had enough. Oh wait, there's four more. Oh boy. Oh Jesus. Oh, they're redoing these? Oh boy. Oh wait, they're doing a TV series now too? Oh, 
They're doing a TV series of this? Yeah, they're, they're doing a TV series with the same uh, creators of this, and Brad Dwarf's going to be doing uh, the voice while they're making a new Child's Play remake in which Brad Dwarf's not doing Chucky. I know what I'm jerking off to every week. <laughs> okay. I'm so confused by all of that. <laughs> this this might have to be a these Chucky movies. Podcast. It's a very good question, Max. I, maybe the Jap- our Japanese audience? It could be. Or the Swedish audience. We'll find out. Any of our Japanese listeners that can speak English, please write and review. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're only 15 minutes into this movie. <sighs> this is going to be a late one. All right. I, I think this might be a two-parter, Max. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. God damn. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Jesse then, uh, Jesse's talking to Jay, saying that they should get married because he's got this $1,000 that they can have and they should run up, you know, they should run off and, uh, she should go pack her suitcase. And then, uh, right as they leave, just this dickhead uncle, John Ritter, just breaks into Jesse's van, plants some weed in the car, and then just calls his crony local cop to make the bust. Now, can, can we make, I think we can all agree on a point here. The moral of this part of the movie is just like, let people have sex. Right? I mean, Let like, if he just lets be. them... If he lets her go off and get, like, underage, like, 16 pregnant, he doesn't die. You're not the dad. It's not your problem. Yeah, it's his, it's an uncle. I mean, what do you have to lose? She, can, she she turns 18. Not your fucking responsibility anymore. Back to the Very misogynistic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need Chucky to start talking again. Get us back in line. Because, all right, so uh, meanwhile, uh, right before John Ritter gets into the van, the two dolls are just talking about ways to kill John Ritter, and then they get all meta, just, uh, you know. And I hated that kinda, scene. Yeah, but they also do set up, like, the best, like, recurring jokes in this entire movie, because uh, Chucky wants You're to use right. a knife, and then uh, Jennifer Tilly just goes, like, this is, this is the 90s, Chucky. You, need, you look like Martha Stewart with that knife. And then right. Chucky just goes... Who the fuck is Martha Stewart? <laughs> I mean, I will say, I will say, Chucky was my favorite character in this movie because I feel like there were so many jokes that that were topical for a multitude of reasons. Whether it be timeline, whether it be you know the the genre of the movie. I mean, there were there were a lot of cool references that he made, but yeah, it was. I don't know, breaking the fourth a, wall a little too much fucking, in this one. I feel like this movie was like, you know what? Here's where we want to be. Let's climb a ladder and go up ten floors higher, and that's where we're gonna be. You know, let's cl- yeah, let's climb up ten floors and then let's fall off those ten floors onto our <laughs> yeah. head and then deliver to this audience. And and, and I mean, yeah, and then like look at everybody and see if they're laughing. <laughs> that's kind of what it was. That's the way I felt. But it was kind so, of endearing. Yeah, it was fine. It, it's it's all right. It's cute. Uh, this is like two years after Scream, so like everyone needs to get right. on meta in these movies in these slasher movies. Hashtag Meta World Peace. <laughs> right. I feel like horror movies of this time period were like all half funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. all satire. Right. They're very uh, yeah self-aware of everything. But um, after this little laugh, uh, they do just find a way to throw a bunch of nails into John Ritter's face and kill him. To it, which it, I what? say they nailed it. Uh, uncast. <laughs> There's a there's a recurring theme in this movie too of like and someone podcast. being, what's that? I said in this podcast, in this podcast, the podcast, podcast, um, podcast, podcast, um, but where like people 
get stuffed into trunks and have gruesome, gruesome injuries. <laughs> well, facial injuries that you, I, I, that you I did, see multiple times. In I don't the know. Trunk. I don't know if y'all caught this, but they the after that happens, a Chucky doll says, "Oh, it looks familiar," and I think that mm-hmm. was a play on Pinhead from Hellraiser. It was. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was kind of cool. Like, I mean, there's some really cool references by the Chucky doll in this movie, but, you know, there's also yeah. some really bad ones. But then you also get another Martha Stewart joke because there's blood all over the place, and then uh, the two teenagers are coming back to the van. So you got uh, Jennifer Tilly just going, like, what should we do? And Chucky's going, I don't know. What would Martha Stewart do? Yeah. Yeah. And then they uh, they do clean up this van pretty quickly. And then it's also pretty funny because then you got uh, just looking at uh, Tiffany's doll face just as Jesse throws like Catherine Heigl's bags into the back seat. Like she just has like this frozen look on her face like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets crushed by these bags. Well, once they're on the road, this uh, this needle dick cop. Get it, guys. No, needle nose. Needle nose is what they call it. Did they say needle nose? They said needle nose. I didn't even know that. I was just trying to be punny there. God damn! Oh no, right. no! They when, beat me like, to when it. they first pulled the when he first pulled them over, <laughs> after oh, needle nose fish. pulled us over. They call yeah. they call them needle needle nose. Oh, the screenwriter Tim, worse than me. Tim, I'm glad uh, that you and I were watching this movie. Yeah, I know. I really wasn't. At least Paco was and I did our late. homework. <laughs> Tim just did his at work. He did his work work. <laughs> well, needle nose. Okay, there. I guess my my joke just goes to the wind. It's okay. <sighs> We're sorry, Max. Max might kill himself on this podcast. <laughs> you guys can finish this. It's like, take can a break. Preble save me? <laughs> save me, Preble. Not today. Anyway, well, he pulls him over, uh, makes him get it out of the car while Chucky and Tiffany are smoking the planted weed in the back. And uh, usually I would say, like, why can't the cops smell the weed when he goes to check the trunk? But this movie's fucking stupid, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I thought it was all going to lead to. Was he gonna? He was going to pull him out of the car and just be like, I smell something. That never fucking happened. Wait, are these two dolls smoking weed? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Instead, he dies because uh, Chucky finds a way to rig this cop's car with like a flannel shirt and then uses the same lighter from the beginning of the movie and then just blows his fucking cop car up. Well, now, we've got to point out that before this, Catherine Heigl, again... Is one of the top three to five lines in this movie when she says, Shut up, Russ. Swell, swear to God, I'll fucking vaporize you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared, Catherine. Yeah, which is what I typically. And, and, and then the boyfriend uses it against her later. She, he said, Hey, this guy blew up. You said you were going to vaporize him. And this is the reason why Catherine Heigl got fired from Grey's Anatomy because I'm sure this is how she just acted offset with everybody. Yeah, isn't she like notorious, like notoriously Bitch. not uh, not easy to work with? Not good person. Yep. For all three of our lady listeners, I know that guys, girls, Sarah, right. Nikki, and Japanese which, female uh, listener. I was about to say, is it is it my is cousin Devin's girl or Tim's girl? <laughs> which, which I don't think maybe, someone directly yes. associated with this show who's a female listening. Sorry. Can we can we also talk about in that same scene? At the, uh, I guess it was a, I guess, I think it was the same diner from Footloose. Um, <laughs> yeah. That fedora wearing dude that they kept cutting to in the car, that might have been my favorite character in this movie. Like, yeah. They yeah. kept cutting like, him. There and it I is. Was, I was laughing my ass off. 
Like when he smokes weed and he looks down and the Chucky doll just flips him off. And he goes, <laughs> That's the thing I don't oh, get. Oh, shit. Like, thing I don't understand all these movies. Like, why do potheads in movies always act like they're tripping on acid? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. You're smoking weed. If this shit right, was happening, just, you'd be acting like everybody else, just freaking the fuck out. Right, exactly. He's like, whoa, dude. During all this shit, though, so like half of the car just goes flying over the roof of this diner, and then another part just goes straight through the payphone of some like teenage bros just standing in. Yeah. And then all this chaos is happening, and Chucky's just sneaking back right into the car. I think we're going to need to have like a pause break because I don't know how long we've been talking in between what was happening in the show and I've us actually an getting back into it. 24 minutes of recording. All right. Chapter two. <laughs> a little bit later, Jesse and Jade stop into this get married at the drive in chapel motel. Uh, they used to just be used a lot in these movies, at, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And uh, while they're going over their vows, John Ritter just busts out of the trunk, just randomly screaming. And then just immediately gets stabbed by Chucky like 20 seconds later. Yeah, what was what was the purpose for that scene? I think it was supposed to be a scare. Like an uh, unexpected scare, which I just watched it and I was just blinking. Yeah, so like John Ritter wakes up, falls on the nails in his head, and and then immediately and then dies and no one knows about it other than the dolls. Like, I guess it's a set no up sense. the blood later. I don't know. I don't know. But after that, so after the wedding, Jesse and Jade are watching TV in their master suite while the news is saying that Jesse and Jade could be the serial killers mm-hmm. when these two bimbos, uh, most likely just from Jasper, Missouri, bust in, and they're just trying to have a four-way with these two high schoolers. You know but where I they, bet they were? I bet they were at the Double Deuce. They were definitely coming from the Double Deuce. Long drive. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, they definitely have some quotes that are something straight out of the Double Deuce because... Besides them just stealing this teenager's money, they also have a direct quote of, you know, the two, what, you know, uh, you two could make a real delicious couple. <laughs> yeah. That, again, another another key moment where I felt, like, violently uncomfortable in this movie. <laughs> See, I felt right at home. Watching this as a I felt, man. because I... I Okay, was... going on, going on. So the Roadhouse regulars are just uh, fooling around in their hotel room uh, when they spot Tiffany smiling with a bottle of champagne via the lit up uh, ceiling glass mirror, and um, mm. they're uh, then just they're, they're that whole scene. They're killed in a very unexpected way. Uh, I had to rewind the scene like five times just understand how this bed exploded. That's no sign. Like that whole scene, all I wrote down was I wrote down. Waterbed explosion, amputated finger with a ring, mirror rain. What the fuck is happening? That's what I wrote down. <laughs> so after five times of rewatching this, in which I'm sure I just like horrified my dog because they're just screaming bloody murder over and over again as I'm rewinding it. Um, Tiffany throws a bottle of champagne into this glass mirror, which then shatters on the couple. But then the lights are also shattering as it just starts raining electricity onto them. Which then penetrates the waterbed, which then explodes like 20 feet in the air, just mixed with blood. Just in like the same way Jaws was blown up by Chief Brody. (laughs) Because this then turns Chucky on, and uh, he proposes to Tiffany, as he then just bites off the engagement ring from this woman's blown off finger. (laughs) And, And Jennifer Tilly has, again, one of the top five lines in this movie. I'm gonna go through them all. I'm crying. I wonder if all of the plumbing works. 
Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. such a fucking funny line. <laughs> and then, then it just, just like, cut to Team America World Police doll fucking. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down, then you have a sex scene from Team America. <laughs> because, uh, which is also probably the most disturbing scene in this entire movie. Because Tiffany and Chucky are just licking each other's tongues while fucking. See, but that's the thing. I felt most at home during this scene because I thought it was the most, like, just obtrusive, obtrus- obtrusively ridiculous scene in this movie to where it was just like they're not even trying to make a real movie this is completely satire when the rest of the movie I thought you know what they were just like trying to make a movie with some humor built into it well the next morning uh, the witch from Hocus Pocus who is in Betty Midler or uh, Sarah Jessica Parker shows up Betty Betty Midler Bette Midler Bette Betty it's it's Bette Bette Midler tomato tomato it's pronounced Bette Midler Bette Midler there you go. Or Sarah Jessica Parker. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay, good. Anyway, cool. She shows up as a cleaning lady, and then she stumbles into this shard glass, super dead honeymoon couple. And, she, uh, she walks in. She takes 20 steps into this hotel room, just looking at her, her cart the whole time. And she gets very deep into this apartment before she's realizes that she's stepping in an active crime scene. And she screams. And Jesse and Jade also just see this randomly, freak out, grab dolls, and then run out. Apparently they were waiting by the door with their ears on the door. <laughs> <laughs> David yeah. Kirshner, who uh, the guy, created... The guy uh, who did anim- the Chucky dolls. Yeah, he did the Chucky dolls. He's one of the... Uh, he's been He produced all the Chucky movies. He was also one of the writers for Hocus Pocus. So after this, though, the gay friend David shows up out of nowhere and gets in the van with Jesse and Jade. Uh, because they had both called him the night before. <laughs> saying that they both thought that uh, the other one was the killer, and then he says he knows neither one of them could be the killer because they're both so sure that the other one was. You can make the argument that this is my favorite scene in the movie (laughs) for a multitude of reasons. What's one? Uh, Watching a man (laughs) explode in front of my very eyes. Okay, well, that's going to happen. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I didn't want to jump ahead, but you asked me. You did. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, he's then, you know, he smells this rotting corpse of John Ritter while he's in the van, and uh, he opens a trunk to find this severely stabbed and face nailed body. Tim. Tim. Five minutes later. All right. Anyway, so David then freaks out, uh, takes John Ritter's gun, makes him pull over, and gets a cop's attention on the highway. And then right as he steps out of the van, Chucky and Tiffany hold them up at gunpoint, to which David freaks out, takes a step back, and gets hit by this 18-wheeler. And when I say hit, I mean explode, because this entire <laughs> body just blows into a million pieces. He's immediately turned into liquid. <laughs> There's favorite, nothing left of this guy. My favorite part of that scene is when Jennifer Heigl, like looks back, and it's like, I thought it was supposed to be like looking back at like you know, a dead body, and it's just spattered blood on the front of an 18-wheeler with, like, right. with the, the, the rails for the radiator all bent and shit. She's, like, looking back in, you know, in a sentimental way, and it's just his, like, his right arm's blood cells. It's like right. when the, it's like when the liquid, uh, the liquid Terminator from Terminator 2 freezes up and then gets hit by the truck and he just explodes. Right. It's the same exact thing for this guy. It's so bad, like, there's, there's not skin left. There's not bone left. This motherfucker evaporates. The only thing this that's is left is Catherine his blood trailing. To to that cop. This is what <laughs> Catherine Heigl wanted to do to that cop. Because that truck fucking vaporized him. That was just fucking bananas. Watching that dude just explode into a bunch of like little two-by-two two square chunks of body. 
Yeah, I was like, where'd he go? We need Gun. the Mythbusters to come in and and debunk that myth, whether or not it would happen or not. It's like a Jenga set they're falling your, down. They're right. your ginger brothers. Can you hook that up? Yeah, yeah, I'll give them a call. We, we're all on the same uh, LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn uh, network, you know. We all play the same fantasy football league, me and all the yeah, other yeah. gingers. Yep. As soon as we get the ghost hunters on the show, we can then call them afterwards. <laughs> this is going to be a four-hour fucking podcast. This is going to be the worst. Yeah, this, we need to have Preble back. This is terrible. <laughs> anyway, Chucky and <laughs> Tiffany uh, then ask Jesse and Jade if they know who they are. And then Jesse knows immediately that he's Chucky right away. And then uh, Tiffany tells Jesse that he already knows her as well, to which Jesse does, like, not a double take, but, like, a quadruple take of him going, like, wait, what? Is this before wait. or after both dolls have guns? This is after. This is after. Yeah, when, did, when did they get the We're gun? doing this in order of the plot of the movie. I know the, I know the one gun came from the, the uh, uh, John Ritter. Where did the other gun come from? It's a good question. The silver, you're talking about the silver 9mm he's holding? Yeah, yeah. I don't know where, where that came from. Yeah, they, they both have guns. That. They just had guns out of nowhere. Right, they're both well armed. This movie's fucking stupid. And how did how did Charlie Ray's finger fingerprints get transferred to That's a another stupidest shit thing, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but Chucky just also just goes all meta and just says like, if this if this was a movie, this would probably be the third or fourth sequel to explain how we got here. <laughs> But also, so Jesse knows that he's Chucky immediately, so why didn't he acknowledge that before? It, it, it took you like two days to figure that out, or just you know the whole time? Yeah. There's, a, there's sort of like a discontinuity between like, because yeah. apparently Chucky's famous, like everyone knows him, but at the same time, everyone sees him and doesn't know him. Right, and at so the, we'll get to this at the end, but there's one big statement in this movie that makes no fucking sense. Right. Yeah. So uh, they then get this breaking news bulletin on the radio saying that Charles Lee Ray's fingerprints were found at the crime scene of this honeymooner's death, and they're going to exhume his body, and they need to get a new set of wheels. And uh, after a small shootout with the cops, they get into an RV camper. The thing with this movie, like, it's it's dumb as shit, but then it's also, like, extremely disturbing at times, too. Because, like, the next scene, they're in the RV, and Tiffany's uh, making cookies, and then she's also, like, casually talking to, to these two murdered old people in the closet at the same time. Right. Yeah. Which was just, it was weird and uncomfortable. Um, but then uh, Jesse and Jade get, uh, get uh, Chucky and Tiffany to just turn on each other with this callback from earlier in the movie about how... If a woman makes dinner, at least the man can do is clean the dishes. And, you know, Chucky's like, well, at least you can do is clean up the kitchen. So Tiffany gets all pissed off, throws the dishes at Chucky. And then that's when you get this Martha Stewart line of, like, Tiffany, what would Martha Stewart say? Yeah. And he's like, fuck Martha Stewart. I mean, to be honest, like, that whole kitchen scene where she was, like, making cookies, I... Not to mention, like, the the 15th time where you see dead bodies stuffed into a closet, I'm like, all right, enough. We've done it. You've done that. We've we know they're it's killing creepy. people. They're putting. Yeah, it's like enough. I'm done. Yeah, they're and, psychotic. And then, right, and then the whole like making like big plate of cookies that she's just like casually walking around the RV with. It, I'm just kind of like okay, like this is this isn't even like in the plot anymore. You guys are just doing this for creepiness' sake. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of off. Right. And enough of the Swedish meatballs. I mean, I apologize to our Swedish listeners, but. How many times are you going to mention these fucking Swedish meatballs? All right. So uh, then Jesse and Jade are about to pull off this pretty uh, crafty move with Jade kicking Tiffany into the oven and Jesse throwing Chucky out the window. Uh, but then Jesse then has to drive off the road 
because he's just a real fucking schmuck. Yeah. Well, right. I, honestly, the movie we, was about to be over. Yeah. Yeah. We could have just been done with this podcast if they just fucking pulled this off. But we got another right. twenty minutes of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Tiffany's burning up in the oven. Breaks out, starts biting Jade like Chucky in the first movie. And then shortly after that, Jesse just dives out of the uh, RV as it explodes. <sighs> Which and... I felt like it was an homage to the first movie when we had two just incredibly obtrusive explosions. Mm-hmm. And the burnt-out doll just biting somebody. Oh, yeah. But when, when Jesse is running with Tiffany's doll like across the bridge, and you just hear the doll going, ah, ah, ah. Oscar nominee. That's what I'm Selling thinking is, is the whole time I'm thinking about the director when Jennifer Tilly, because I think, I swear to God, like 40% of this movie is 80 yard. But I think about the director. <laughs> well, especially the doll scenes. Yeah, the, the, oh, those yeah. are the big ones. But uh, but but when, when <laughs> I just imagine the direction in the AD, in, in the booth to Jennifer Tilly, it's like. Just imagine someone's pulling your pubic hair. You know? Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> you can edit that out if you'd like, Max. <laughs> I would prefer if you did. Depends well, I, on I who the director is. I mean, like, you could either be like, you're burnt to a crisp and you're in pain, or we're pulling your pubic hair out. Use no, whatever one you want, Jen. No, I was, talking about the, I was talking about the part where he's dragging her across the bridge by her hair and the doll's going... Like this is the director and the writer just think they're really funny and they're not. Yeah, no, they're like not. the whole movie is like supposed to be kind of like tongue and cheek. It's very on the nose. It's very on the nose though. They're yeah, but they're like trying to be trying funny. Trying to be tongue and cheek. Yeah, and it's, it's wicked. It's just t- totally trying too hard. Uh, don't don't be that guy that's from Boston and actually says wicked on our podcast. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't want Tim. <laughs> wicked. Because my I have a very thick Boston accent. <laughs> we can barely understand you. Your accent's yeah. ridiculous. Okay. Wicked hard. Wicked pissa. Well, Tiffany's in some wicked pain as uh, Jesse's running across the field to get to uh, the grave. Because Chucky's holding Jade at gunpoint and uh, forces her onto this gravesite. Starts digging away after they uh, killed the dude who was also digging the, the gravesite. Doesn't really matter about yeah, him. Yeah. What, what, by the Who way, cares about that dude? Apparently, exhuming a body is best done by yourself at eleven post meridian. <laughs> like this is this is gonna it's an be an active like, serial killer. Serial exactly. killers. Yeah. There's like, nobody around. They've already announced that this guy's fingerprints have been found at the scene, and they're gonna exhume the body. And this minority is out there by himself at eleven p.m. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Classic late '90s movie there. Yep, because uh, yeah. Uh, so then uh, Catherine Heigl has to take over after Chucky shoots this dude off screen, and uh, she's just digging away and uh, solid uh, horror screams by Catherine Heigl, by the way, during all this. Yeah, well, a, a great horror scream when she screamed, "I'm trying, you fucking midget." <laughs> 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 also, another funny thing too, though, is like right before she takes the necklace off of uh, like Charlie, whatever the fuck's name, like his skeleton. Lee Ray. Yeah, Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray. Char- Charles Lee Ray. Charles so, Lee Ray. So right before he takes the necklace off of Char- Charles Lee Ray, Chucky's a uh, skeleton, essentially. 
Uh, Chucky then just yep. says, like, she like breaks his like neck off as she like rips rips uh, the necklace <laughs> off. He goes, "Oh, you bitch! You broke my neck!" Yes. <laughs> there are so many great one-liners in this movie. I wrote a bunch of them down, but I didn't get all of them. And, and thank you, Max, for picking me up. But like that kind of shit, I just feel like that was just added in afterwards because like it's not even like Chucky's not even on on screen when that stuff's happening. He's just like, wait, hold on, let me just throw something in here. <laughs> this is quite possibly the most misogynistic movie we've done yet. Oh, by far. I mean, yeah, you kidding easily. me? <laughs> I don't know. I think Jurassic Park might have been pretty misogynistic with those female dinosaurs. They didn't well, were expecting right. things to happen. Just wait till we, just wait till we get to Schindler's List. Oh, boy. All right. So hey, then, yeah. hey, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So then Jesse shows up with Tiffany at gunpoint, and they switch girlfriends. And then again, to get some other funny shit, because uh, <laughs> uh, Tiffany's walking over to Chucky, and she just goes... Chucky, catch me. And Chucky just goes, ugh. Just lets her fall yes. down. <laughs> yes. And, and, and one of, uh, I think we're not quite there yet. Can we'll get there. Continue. All right. So then Chucky throws a knife at Jesse. And for some reason, he then asks Jay just to pull it out, which you're not supposed to do. No. Is that true? I didn't, I didn't know that. No, if you pull it out, just that opens up the wound. And you're going to start bleeding out. Then Chucky has the two teenagers tied up, and Chucky starts his voodoo chant for the second time in this movie. But Tiffany asks Chucky to kiss him, so he stops. Uh, but what she really does is stab him in the back, and then Ooh. says that we should both be dead. Ooh. Then the two teens are kissing, and Tiffany's looking fondly over at him. But this is a Chucky movie, so he needs to come back at least several times, which he does. Right. And then smashes Tiffany with a shovel. Mm. Oh, yes! The doll shovel fight. Yeah. So Best Tiffany gets movie. back up and they've had they then do something that I've never seen in a movie. It'll probably never happen again in a movie in which a scarred and then a burnt up doll just have a sh- like a shovel welding fight. So uh, and then eventually Chucky does uh, stab Tiffany. Uh, but then Jesse does hit Chucky with a shovel and he lands directly into his grave just like Jesse was teeing up for the back nine. He rolls and I thought it was hilarious because I thought to myself. It literally is like someone took a Cabbage Patch doll and the director was like, throw it into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Those, and I, hope like they do that. I hope they had to take retake that, that whole scene three times because all it was was a John Gruden voodoo doll just like rolling uncontrollably into a grave. And it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but this is the fatal fall of all these movies because this is like a slasher serial killer series. And you can't launch Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees 20 feet in the air with a shovel. Right, exactly. Again, it goes back to the first, the, the, the Child's Play podcast when I asked, could this fucking serial killer had decided to go into a more, like, a more difficult doll to deal with? Or a more difficult toy? Yeah. That's the whole thing, too. Like, if he just acted like a little toy, none of these problems would happen. But he's just going to be himself. He's going to be Chucky. Or he could just go into a T-Rex doll, and then he's got a very different take on Jurassic Park. <laughs> that would actually be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. Maybe we should it's do a just, jump over on that. If it's just Brad Dwarf's voice, like, mimicking his Jack Nicholson impression that he's been doing through all these series, yeah. but he's talking yeah. out of, like, a T-Rex. <laughs> imagine, imagine... Hey, you stupid slut! Imagine communicating with Fuck the raptors yeah. in Jurassic Park 3... If Brad Dorf was voicing all the raptors. Or just Brad Dorf as a T-Rex toy trying to stab oh. somebody with the T-Rex arms. 
Him just going. Him just going. Brad Dorf talking with T Rex arms in general is great. <laughs> I just watched Brad Dorf going. <laughs> you don't get enough of those in this movie. You don't get enough of just those grunts and screams. But uh, you, do you, do get, get, you do get two to three really good cackles. You do. And you also do get Chucky, or Brad Dwarf and Chucky also just freaking out. You see he landed directly onto his own skeleton. You have all these massive rats all over it. Yeah. And uh, right before Catherine Heigl can shoot <laughs> Chucky, uh, the lead detective of the serial killer case shows up and tells him to drop the gun, which she does. And then the detective notices Chucky screaming while stabbing like the this ditch in the ground. And his reaction is which any human reaction would be if this actually you saw this in real life. And when she just goes, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, what is and, that?" I love he, this. I love this detective of this movie. I'm like, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> this like grizzly, like thirty year vet, and he sees this little miniature doll just stabbing the ground. It's, whoa. Jesus Christ. I haven't seen that before. This detective is so baffled by what's happening that Catherine Heigl just grabs a gun out of the cop's hand oh, and then yeah. just shoots Chucky in the fucking head. Blast him like... And, and Chucky says, what is it? Like, dying is a bitch. Yeah, it's like, I always die and I always come back, but it hurts like a bitch. Yeah. And then she just shoots him in the head. <laughs> oh, God. And that's the end of Chucky, but that's not the end of this movie because who nitty? <laughs> so the cop then tells uh, his backup that Jesse and Jade aren't the killers and uh, he tells them to go home and this is the last scene in the movie which was very unexpected Ugh. because uh, the cop is looking this at this movie should be 22 minutes long it should be the first two minutes and the la- uh, first 20 minutes and the last two minutes that should the be last, this movie the last two minutes is some of the most fucking bonkers ridiculous ending of any movie I've ever seen in a bad way fucking banana land so the cop's looking at Tiffany's burnt body and he goes who and just (laughs) pokes her not once or twice but pokes her five times (laughs) so after the fifth time of this cop just poking Jennifer Tilly's body because I'm sure you're expecting her to scream after like the third or fourth time but she screams on the fifth time and she wakes up and just blood explodes from under her, which hits the cop in the face, who's now also screaming. But he's just getting sprayed with all this afterbirth. Doll afterbirth, might I add. Um, yeah. And this baby doll with sharp teeth crawls out of the screaming Tiffany, jumps on the cop's face, and then the movie just goes to black and the title of the movie just comes up and the movie's <laughs> over. Another five minutes later. All right, well, the movie's over, guys. That's the end of the movie. We made it! Mercifully. Ugh. I sat. I just sat here on the couch. Like, I sat on the couch for, like, a good two or three minutes after this movie ended. It was just, like, staring at the screen. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. what did I just watch? Like, Max was like, well, I guess, uh... Max is like, I have a choice. I can kill myself now, or... <laughs> I can go I can to work. get up and keep living. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Is, is Time for trivia. Yeah. Got a little bit, not a whole lot, because, again, I don't really care about a lot of this shit. Uh, so, Julia Stiles got the part of Jade, but then she later dropped out to play the, um, her lead role in 10 Things I Hate About You. Wow. Here's an interesting piece of trivia for our listeners. Mm. Julia Stiles, actually my cousin. Really? Really? Yeah, she's like a, she's like a second cousin. Oh. But, but she, she's I not didn't, ginger. Why, why didn't you call her? Just to verify this trivia fact. Can right? we get her on the podcast? Uh, no. The only time I've met her once. She's a she second at, cousin, and you can't hook that up. 
It's different up here. <laughs> we the south has got fine. things to do. All right. Uh, okay, so the fir- the only time I've met her, this is the fifth time I'm trying to tell the story. Um, was we have an audio my- delay. It's okay. Yeah. Sixth time Sorry. now, Tim. Right. It was actually at my uh, grandma's funeral. Oh, okay. And I was looking across the funeral, and I'm like, who the fuck is that girl? I recognize that girl. I figured it was someone from high school. I was like, it's someone from high school. Because like, she kind of has that like girl next door kind of look. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, it's got to be someone from high school. And then uh, my dad's cousin introduced me to her, and she's like, this is Julia. And I, then I like all clicked together, and I was like, that's fucking Julia Styles." And then I like my brother and I were driving over to the reception afterwards, and uh, not the reception, you know, whatever it is, it's called at the party after the the after service. death party, the after death party. Thank mm-hmm. you, Max. Um, Wait, that's that's his name. This is again when we need Mike Preble. Right, exactly. He he knows all this vocabulary. <laughs> and I was I asked my brother, I was like, "Did you know that was Julia Stiles? Why was she at her fucking?" <laughs> this funeral is she just like does she just show up to random funerals and he's like oh she's our cousin you didn't know that I was like no he's like yeah we've definitely talked about that before I was like Jeff you've never told me that so basically I for her, then Jeff for like, just pummeled you into submission afterwards right exactly yes For but for like 20 minutes I thought Julia Stiles had crashed my grandmother's funeral <laughs> and, uh, you can see then like a 10 year old Tim just just calling out Julia Stiles in front of everybody just incredibly aroused, oddly aroused, with, 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 you know, peach fuzz on his face. Yes, at my second cousin at my grandmother's funeral. Definitely very aroused. That's a trigger. Yep. I okay. mean, going into the next trivia, uh, three trivias, because we got to wrap this fucking podcast up. I'm skipping all the other shit. So, uh, the scene in which Tiffany's electrocuted in the bathtub was originally written as Maggie's death in, in the uh, original Child's Play movie. That would have been much better. Um, and then also, uh, the character Damien, which is played by Alexis Arquette, was originally written for Marilyn Manson, but he turned it down. That makes so much fucking sense. It totally does. Tim, Tim, thoughts? Um, no thoughts. No, you can disagree with that, Tim. We all agree. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. <laughs> Who's your favorite, least favorite character in this movie? Um, Jennifer Tilly, favorite character, because of her yabos. Titties! <laughs> and uh, I think everyone can agree with that. And my least favorite character was, um, God, uh, whatever character Alexis Arquette played. <laughs> Damn whatever, like, spider demon that was. <laughs> Slytherin student person. Right. Right, yeah. So, so for me, I'll start with my least favorite because it agrees with Tim, and it's Alexis Arquette. But I'll say it was the rejected Spartan from the movie Three Hundred because they all those fucked up tattoos and shit. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, my favorite character in this movie, honestly, I think I'm going to be a lone wolf on this one, but it was fucking Chucky. His one-liners in this movie, oh yeah, were fucking amazing. I loved his one-liners. Totally agree. I was going to say same thing, Chucky. He had some really good one-liners in this. Like, laugh out loud funny compared to, like, the first movie, which was, like, a little bit more serious. As serious as you can get with a doll trying to murder people. Like, he right. he was pretty damn funny. Uh, least favorite, I'll, I'll just go Doofus Jesse. Because, like, he's... 
he's like the male equivalent to Kristen Stewart. Like he just kind of no. has his mouth open, just like blankly staring at the other actor, just waiting no. for, no, just Max. waiting to deliver his next line. Going into the next next little thing, so Mark Wahlberg was in this movie, which I would have loved Mark Wahlberg to be in this one. <laughs> what, would he be, what would he be confused about? I think that he would have had a lot of questions for Alexis Arquette and j- just in general. <laughs> no, 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 Mark Wahlberg. Wait, wait, so you're so you're not a dude? You're so a dude, you're a. Uh, uh, what are you supposed to be? Yeah, <laughs> am I doing like a sci-fi movie with a goth alien or something? So, uh, so you're a guy, <laughs> right? Um, why don't you look like your brother David? Have you seen my <laughs> brothers? There's like nine of us. We all look the same. Why don't you look like that? Wait, right. wait, wait. Are you the guy? And fucking, there's something about Mary. <laughs> Does I just, one I of could your d- other brothers make cheeseburgers too. <laughs> I could just seem like just being polite in between takes, just being like, so. Uh, like, I didn't know did you, you, did you assist scream. Yeah, so like, did your sister-in-law Courtney Cox give you that makeup? Because she, like, she's pale too, and you know she's in scary movie with your brother. You know that? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. You I'm were gonna, the reason for scary movie. So uh, right, I'm gonna do, do some push-ups in my trailer. Bye. Right. You think uh, Courtney Cox is hot because she's got some big cans, huh? Actually, uh, Mark, I'm I'm gay. Yeah, I know, but like, you gotta love those cans, though, right? I mean, they're huge. I mean, you gotta respect Mark, that, you right? Don't, yeah. You don't understand, Mark. I don't find women attractive. All right, let's get let's uh, let's get into the last let's little bit of this. The, let's All finish right. this fucking thing off. This is what happens when Mike Preble isn't here. We go off of large, just fifteen minute tangents that are not going to be in the podcast themselves. R.I.P. Preble. Come back, Mr. Preble. But uh, since Mike Preble isn't here to defend himself, what do you think of the current state of his cardboard box is in right now? Preble, I know, recently purchased a new... He did upgrade to the new Sears cardboard box that he's been after <laughs> for a while. So his, uh, you know, he's a lot happier now. He's got a lot more space. He has a lot more protection against the hobos and uh, the elements. So I, I can I can say Preble's living the high life. All right. Well, let's get into our three-dick rating for this garbage fire of a movie. So unlike IMDb with their 1 through 10 score or Rotten Tomatoes with their certified fresh score, we've decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for Bride of Chucky? Probably 10 Red Sox uh, bullpen pitchers out of 10. And that would mean that would be a very bad score, folks, because the Red Sox bullpen is terrible. So, yes. Talking Sox. I would give it one demon baby doll out of one doll sex scene, which, Tim... Hmm. That's still kind of like that? one plus one right there. Can, can you interpret that score? Because I feel like that's a solid ratio. That's a you that's a seven. A, that's a seven out of ten. Thank you. Thank you. The At least someone's out. paying attention here. I'm going to give this three rotting cardboard walls and Preble's shanty house out of five <laughs> Jennifer Tilly bras. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bazinga. Has Jennifer, has Jennifer Tilly been in anything in the last 20 years? Maybe, Family guy. Maybe, Maybe pornography. Let's look it up. Okay. That's the that's the end of the show, guys. Let's just end it on that note. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at TDBackRow, which nobody is, or you can also contact our mailbag, which nobody fucking has, at TDBackRowGmail.com. Preble, come back. Preble, please Preble, come back. we'll be back next week to save us all. We need you. We need you. You're our anchor. You're our rudder.
So here we go. That's the end of our collaborative room podcast this week. Hopefully next week, uh, Preble will come back to just make it a little <laughs> bit smarter. Meanwhile, until then, we're going to be eating glue and just putting stuff up our noses. So uh, stay tuned because we're going to be continuing with our Halloween movie month with the Halloween movie Halloween. And uh, we'll actually be watching a good Halloween movie, which is also titled Halloween. My favorite Halloween movie. So until then, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Is this listed under Japanese kink? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's most certainly listed under Japanese kink. That's a, that, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, it says dicks in the back row. I just assumed. What, what is all this American cinema talk? This is not what I signed up for.